NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Austin Cindricks in that four spot has drafting help from Landon Castle in the outside lane. Might be too late as Austin Dillon leads with Tyler Reddick in tow off turn four. Trying to win to get into the playoffs. Here he comes up off turn four. Last ditch effort from Austin Cindric. Can't do it. Checkered flag in the air. Austin Dillon wins the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona. Austin Dillon, Richard Childress Racing. They are going to the playoffs. They win the regular season finale here at the World Center of Racing. We got ourselves in a good position and we were kind of a small pack there out front. And I just knew I had to be patient and uh, it's so hard in that situation because if you get the white flag and someone wrecks you, you, you won't win the race. So I saw an opportunity there with about three to go and I had two good Chevys behind me. I knew I had my teammate lurking. So uh, when he got behind me, I felt pretty confident and the move just had to run into three and uh, got in there and he got a little loose and uh, we were able to bring him away to win. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Lou Emu Maximum Pain Relief the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast, and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we welcome you to the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs as well. The playoff field is set. Playoffs begin this weekend at Darlington Raceway, and tonight we are going to venture through all 16 drivers that will compete for the 2022 championship. Now, that playoff landscape is a little different from last year, so we figured we'd walk through each round, who was good there a year ago, who won there in the playoffs last year. We'll do that all with you on tonight's get-together. We're also going to preview the Cookout Southern 500 this weekend at the legendary Darlington Raceway. Plus, in advance of that, there's something pretty fun coming to a television set or streaming opportunity near you. NASCAR has a new show called Race for the Championship. It's set to debut this week. Amy Anderson from NASCAR Studios will stop by. We'll talk about that and give us a preview of what we can expect and a whole lot more beyond that. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with the latest headlines after a big Weekend in Daytona. Kyle, what do you have? Mike, this weekend in Daytona might have been as busy off the track as it was on the track. The most surprising news item came on Friday when it was announced that Eric Almarola would return as the driver of the Stuart Haas Racing number 10 car. 
Almirola, who originally announced that the 2022 season would be his final full-time year as a cup driver, signed a multi-year agreement with SHR that will also see longtime sponsor Smithfield Foods return to the team. Another driver that will be returning to his same team in 2023 is Daniel Suarez. Suarez also announced on Friday that he signed a one-year deal to remain in the number 99 car for Team Trackhouse. The Monterey, Mexico driver is having a career year in 2022 that includes scoring his first Cup Series victory at Sonoma. While the Truck Series wasn't on track this weekend at Daytona, they still made plenty of headlines. Most notably, Craftsman Tools will return as a title sponsor of the series starting next season. Craftsman previously sponsored the series for 13 years, from 1996 to 2008. When the Craftsman Truck Series takes to the high banks at Daytona in February, Zane Smith will be looking to win that race for a second straight year, and he looks to do it in the same truck that he's driving this season. This year's regular season champion will be back with Front Row Motorsports in the number 38 truck in 2023. The agreement expands Smith's partnership with FRM. That will also allow him to make multiple Cup Series starts next season, starting with the 65th running of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll preview the 16 drivers racing for a championship with Alex Hayden, Jeff Striegel, and NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The 16 playoff drivers have been solidified, and we're going to dive into where they stand in terms of performance heading into the first playoff race coming up this weekend in Darlington. Here to give us their hot or not takes are Jeff Striegel, Alex Hayden, and NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. Here he comes into turn three. Chase Elliott heading for the checkers for the final time into four. Martin Truex Jr. around on the back straightaway as Chase Elliott rockets up out of turn number four and will win at Dover. Chase Elliott is a two-time winner at the Monster Mile, taking the Duramax Dryden 400. Chase Elliott, Alan Gustafson, and the Napa number nine team have done it in a muscle flex for Hendrick Motorsports that gives them their 22nd win at Dover in International Speedway. Regular season point champion, driver of the Napa 9, Chase Elliott. Alex Hayden, four times a winner already this year. Dover, Nashville, Atlanta, Pocono, your thoughts? Yeah, and, and leading on the late race restart just a week ago at Watkins Glen after leading the most laps. I think Chase Elliott, Alan Gustafson, and that entire Hendrick Motorsports number nine team, I think they're hot right now, and they're, they're starting to hit their stride. I think even more so than what they did earlier in the season, Rusty. I think this is the team right now, I think, is in the catbird seat. No, I don't disagree with you whatsoever. The one thing I, I like about the nine car is consistent. Up front all the time, doesn't, just doesn't get these lucky shots. Every time you see, he's always in the top five, always in the hunt every single week. So, yes, I agree with he's hot. I would agree with that. Red hot, Chase Elliott. 
and uh, arguably the driver to beat for the championship here in 2022. Kyle Busch, is he number one seated going in? No. Uh, your thoughts, Alex Hayden, a driver that scored the win at Bristol on the dirt to get in. Hot or not, what's your thoughts? Well, as we sit right now, it's hard to say. I'd put him at lukewarm. They have speed in their race cars. They just haven't been able to execute from green flag to checkered flag to get the W. You mentioned he got the win on the dirt at Bristol. Go back. That's his only win so far this year. He was not leading that race going to turn three. Tyler Reddick was leading that race on the last lap. Chase Briscoe was second, got into the left rear. Both of those drivers spun as Reddick off turn four was trying to grab a gear to get to the checkered flag. Kyle Busch was able to skate by and beat him by a couple of car lengths. He's two car lengths away from being a driver without a win coming to Daytona. So, yeah, he's got that one win. Can't take that away. Only two stage wins to his credit this entire season, but they got speed in their car. They do have speed in their, their car, but I don't like the distractions, the contract distractions going on in his brain right now. It's going to be very, very hard to manage. I know when you get in the car and you fire it up and you go, that's one thing. But, boy, I tell you, as soon as you get out of that car and leading into getting in the car, you're thinking of all that crazy stuff. And I wish that wasn't on his mind right, mind right now, but I know it is. And it's not in a helpful way. All right, that's thoughts on Kyle Busch. Lukewarm, I'm going to say he's a little bit better than that. I just think they have so much speed in the car, they just haven't been able to close the deal. Maybe they can do it over the uh, final 10 races of the season. Here they come, racing to the tri-oval. And Kurt Busch is in the middle lane. They're crashing behind him. Kurt Busch, hard into the outside wall. Bubba Wallace into the wall, steaming to the line. Ross Chastain will win the Geico 500. Ross Chastain avoided a couple of crashes coming to the line. He picks up the win in the Geico 500. Representing Trackhouse Racing, Ross Chastain, he got a win on the road course in Texas to put himself into the championship. They started out red hot, but they've cooled off. Where are they now? Yeah, Rusty I Wallace. think they're a little bit inconsistent right now. I mean, they're hot, they're fast, they got the speed. He's trying to harness his talent. I mean, he's the, he'll be the first one to tell you that. I mean, he'll hold that baby wide open to the last moment, and sometimes he has some wrecks he shouldn't get himself into. I think he's still in a really big-time growing situation as a top-tier veteran driver. He obviously got a great team behind him. He's obviously got the speed. They got the engines, aerodynamics, all that stuff. But uh, he's like a big sponge right now. He's really, really learning. But, boy, he's super fast, but he's got to slow down on those mistakes he had. He's got to gain some love from the other drivers. There's a lot of drivers out there that uh, you know are getting mad at him because he's getting so aggressive behind the wheel. You know, you can manage one or two drivers out there that maybe uh, don't like the way you drive, but you know you can't manage any more than that. And I think he might be up to four or five right now. If I have to, to, to decide on Ross Chastain, I'm gonna need a scarf and some mittens, cold. He's going to fail to finish in the top 15 in six straight races heading into the playoffs. Ice cold. 27-year-old driver from Norman, Oklahoma, will be racing for a championship. His name is Christopher Bell. Deceptively fast is Christopher Bell to me. He doesn't grab a lot of headlines. I think Christopher Bell is a guy that could sneak up and surprise some folks in the playoffs. 
but I don't call him hot just yet. No, Dan, I don't want to keep agreeing with you, but I do agree with you on that one. I mean, it's just too, I'm stuck on this inconsistency word. I keep seeing that out of these these younger drivers that are fast and just they got to have that consistency. So he's, he's warm. He's definitely not hot. Here he comes to the bottom of turn number three. Playoff prayers about to be answered for Happy Harvick off the corner. A 65 race winless streak will come to an end here this afternoon at the Michigan International Speedway. Kevin Harvick across the line. The checkered flag is in the air, and he becomes playoff eligible with the win here this afternoon in the Fire Keepers Casino 400. Kevin Harvick, a dominating performance. Next up, Kevin Harvick, driver of the Ford Mustang. Back-to-back wins after a long, dry spell. Alex Aiden getting the win at Michigan, and then again a week later at Richmond. I think they're uh, more than warm, but not quite exactly hot in my book. Uh, they've got speed in their race car, and that's, imp- that's impressive. Yeah, I agree with you as far as the warmth, uh, but he does have the consistency with the two wins. So another great run out of that number four car. And uh, I agree he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's not hot, but he's more than warm. All right, what about his teammate Chase Briscoe, who got his win and advanced into the playoffs way back at Phoenix? But again, what have you done for me lately? Where do you have him, Alex? Well, Chase Briscoe cold uh, as a driver that no top 10 finishes in his last 11 races in a row. Briscoe, he's on the cold side. Yeah, he's on the cold side right now. Good driver. I like him a lot. He's uh, He could definitely drive the car, that's for sure. But the last thing I remember about Briscoe was I looked at down there in the front straightaway a little while ago, and he's about to go upside down coming at us. And I'm like, oh, boy, this poor guy, he's just not having a good day. It is all Denny Hamlin at the Richmond Raceway. He's opened up four car links on Kevin Harvick in lap traffic off turn four. The streak has been broken. Denny Hamlin sees the checkered flag, and Hamlin wins the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond Raceway. Next up, a driver that will be racing for a championship beginning next week at Darlington. A two-time winner this year. Scored the win at Richmond. Won it again at Charlotte. Still without a championship, all the talent, all the wins. As we roll into Darlington, where do you got him? Rusty yeah, I got him warm right now. I don't have him hot. I mean, I see, I see a lot of speed out of him. I do see a lot of things on his plate also trying to drive for Joe Gibbs and operate his own race team too. Uh, he's a lot of things that guy does, and he does it in a really good way. But uh, I'm going to put him warm right now because I'm still looking at that, that uh, consistency out of him. Denny Hamlin will be the one that will tell you, point blank, I thrive on chaos. Denny Hamlin has 48 career NASCAR Cup Series wins. That is second most all-time without winning a Cup Series championship. The only one that's in front of him has two more wins at 50, and that's NASCAR Hall of Famer, the late great Junior Johnson. But it's a chaotic time. It takes chaos, and sometimes to persevere through chaos to win a championship I think Denny Hamlin's hot. I do. I think Denny Hamlin's got the opportunity to potentially break through this year. Seems like every year, and I'll speak for myself only, Alex, but I I think you would agree. I have Denny Hamlin going to the final four when we get to whether it be Homestead years ago or now Phoenix. I've already got always have him in the final four. Can he close the deal this year and score his first ever Cup Series championship? We'll take a break, pick up where they left off, and get the rest of their hot takes next. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. 
And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Let's jump back in with Alex Hayden, Jeff Striegel, and NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace to further discuss the 16-driver playoff field for the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Virus in the fence, hard in turn one. It's Joey Logano, exit two for the final time. Logano running away with this run. Tyler Reddick about five car lengths back, too far back to try to make a run at the bid for the lead. Logano into turn number three, right up against the outside wall, looking for the checkered flag here in Darlington. Dry spell will end this afternoon for Joey Logano. Off four, final time, crowd on their feet, and Joey Logano has won at Darlington. His first win of the 2022 season, Joey Logano. Your 2018 champion got his win. Where we're headed off to next week. Qualified number one at Darlington. Just dominated the field. Picked up the win. That made him championship eligible. He won it in 2018. Can he do it again, Alex Hayden? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. He, Paul Wolf, and Team Penske. Look at this formula. When, when he won his championship, you mentioned that, with Todd Gordon as his crew chief then, they went out and they won early in the season. And then they just kind of, to the naked eye, fluttered through the middle part of the season. And then when it came playoff time, they were right there. It was a, a formula for success, a recipe for success. We debuted a new race car this year, Rusty. He got a win early on. Now Joey Logano's starting to pick the speed back up. Roger Penske will tell you about Joey Logano, that Joey Logano can always pull, for, pull through with us. He, if we're concerned about something, Logano's behind the wheel. It seems like he always gets it done for us. He's got a lot of confidence in what that driver can do when it's crunch time. We know he's got the speed. We know he's kind of like uh, the nine car of Chase Elliott, always up in the top five, always up there leading laps. So, look, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say uh, he's super hot, but uh, he's hot. Bonsai move for Austin Dillon at the bottom of the racetrack, going to try to pull the slide job. He can't do it. Off turn four, Kyle Larson comes to the line. Austin Dillon giving pursuit, checkered flag in the air, and Kyle Larson wins the Wise Power 400. Larson, the winner in his home state, the Golden State Golden Boy, is headed back to Ruoff Mortgage Victory Lane. Let's talk about our defending series champion, the 30-year-old driver from Elk Grove, California. Red Hot early scored the win at California. Took him a long time, but he went to Victory Lane a week ago on the road course at Watkins Glen. Hot. And I say that because of you look at the statistics and the number of laps he spends running inside the top five. He's at or near the top. The number of laps he leads week after week at or near the top statistically, even though he, he's had a long gap between his two wins, I think Kyle Larson's hot when it matters most. Oh, I think he's super hot right now. I'm not even paying attention to what happened today. I'm looking last week and the week before that, the week before that, and what this guy does on a consistent basis. You know, I use that word consistency a lot. you got to be consistent if you're going to run up front and win these things, and Kyle Larson does that like all the time. I think he's hot as well. I just don't think he's as hot as his teammate, kind of like what you guys were talking about. I don't think he's as hot as Chase Elliott. From Kyle Larson now to his teammate, William Byron, a 24-year-old driver from Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Alex, red hot to start the year, picking up a win at Atlanta, picked up another win just a couple of weeks ago at Martinsville. But is this a story of what have you done for me lately? <laughs> yeah. Uh, unlike his two Hendrick Motorsports teammates, William Byron, one top 10 finish in 18 races since his last win. Cold. Yeah, got to agree with you. Cold right now. Just doesn't have that consistency, that that feel that I like to see and feel and watch out of him. He's But, you know, there's so many times I've said, man, he is so good. Look how good he's doing. He's up there leading these races, doing this and doing that, but doing it on an inconsistent basis. And he knows that. You don't have to tell him that. I mean, and that all comes with time and just more time behind the wheel. And sometimes you can have all the time you want and have everything perfect and a car pulls out in front of you. <laughs> all right. We talked about red hot Chase Elliott, red hot Kyle Larson, cold William Byron. What about the other? All four Hendrick Chevrolets are going to race for a championship 29-year-old driver from Tucson, Arizona, Alex Bowman, advanced in with a win at Vegas, race three. Then the last 11 races, one top 10. Where you at, Alex? Yeah, he's, he's one of those drivers that's kind of backing his way into the playoffs at this point. He, he's good. The team is good. But to your point, Jeff, only one top 10 finish in 11 straight races. To me, that's a driver that needs to, to pick it up. And it doesn't help that his crew chief, Greg Ives, just this weekend also made the announcement that he'll be stepping down as the crew chief at the end of this season. Yeah, that's kind of a confusing one for me because you look there and you see the top four Hendrick cars. All four Hendrick cars are in the playoffs right now, okay? And he seems like one of those quiet guys that just pops up and gets it done when he needs to get it done. And I can't just say, oh, he's good or bad. You know, he's just kind of all over it. But I'm not calling him inconsistent either. So I know I'm confusing you by saying that, but uh, it's one of those uh, secret guys, you know? Like a 007 or something, you know? James Bond. Yeah, James Bond just gets, you know, nobody sees him coming. Here he is. (laughs) Tyler Reddick about to complete a dream run in Wisconsin. Reddick comes to the top of the hill at turn 13. Nice and easy. One more corner to go down into first gear. And Tyler Reddick is ready to cap off the drive of his life here at Road America. He makes his way up off the final corner in the middle of the racetrack. He has to climb the hill through the gearbox one more time. He'll crest the hill, checkered flag in the air. And for the first time in his career, Tyler Reddick has won at the NASCAR Cup Series level. Tyler Reddick wins the second annual Quip Trip 250. We're up to Tyler Reddick from Corning, California. The 26-year-old driver, Tyler Reddick, where do you have him in the I'm hot or I'm not category? Hot. He's, he's got his first career win, backed it up with a second career win. We're headed to Homestead Miami Speedway in a few weeks. His best racetrack, hot. Yeah, I agree he's hot, too, right now. He's so hot that he's got a lot of confidence in himself, decided to leave Richard Childress and go to a new team in 2024. That was a huge surprise to me, but right now he's hot. And he picked up those wins that Alex talked about on the road courses, Road America, just a couple of weeks later at Indy. We talked about Ross Chastain earlier representing Trackhouse Racing. They have both of their drivers racing for a championship, getting the win and advancing him into the playoffs at Sonoma. The 30-year-old driver from Monterey, Mexico, Daniel Suarez. Uh, You know, I put him at at, at lukewarm at best right now. Yeah, he got the win, backed it up. Friday, they announced that uh, he signed a contract extension. He knows what his immediate future is going to be. He's warm. They got a little momentum, but not a whole lot. Yeah, he's warm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say warm. Uh, I, I really will. I mean, I watched him today run up front a ton here at Daytona. 
Uh, obviously, he went down to turn one, got in that rain and wide open into the wall. But he was he was up front when that happened. He's definitely got the speed, that's for sure. Here comes Brad Keselowski, top side, but it's the rookie that leads off four. A whole bunch of Fords at the front of the field, and here they come. Sindrick trying to squeeze Blaney into the fence. And at age 23, Austin Sindrick has scored the Daytona 500 win. They crash further down after they cross the start finish line. But Austin Sindrick has won the Daytona 500. Austin Sindrick, 23-year-old driver from Mooresville, North Carolina. I kind of sum it up, see if you agree, as so highly inconsistent. Could be very good and sometimes not. In a word, he's a rookie. And that's what you do uh, as a Sonoka Rookie of the Year contender. You can't expect them to come out and be a world beater week in and week out. The NASCAR Cup Series season is a long season on the calendar. Starting in February, going all the way through November, it's hard to be consistent as a seasoned veteran week after week, let alone a rookie. I like what you just said. He's just a rookie right now. But, boy, I tell you what, guess what? The rookie won the Daytona 500. So he's fast. Great road racer, definitely got so much speed in him. It's incredible. You could say he's inconsistent, but I like the word rookie better. Thanks for your takes there, gentlemen. Coming up, we're going to go through the playoff schedule and who could have good races where and later. We'll preview the racing weekend in the PD region of South Carolina. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We've gone through the playoff drivers. Now, let's go through the layout for the playoffs. Susie Armstrong is here with each track, each round, and who could be really good and where that goodness could take place. The stage is set as 16 drivers begin the battle for a championship this weekend. After a jaw-dropping finish to the regular season at Daytona International Speedway, the pressure intensifies to be perfect for the next 10 weeks and hoist that championship trophy. The 2022 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs begin at the famed Darlington Raceway. Larson Rib riding the wall. He's going to look outside. Here they come racing back to the checkered flag. Kyle Larson there. Not enough. Denny Hamlin in the winless streak will end tonight at the Darlington Raceway. Denny Hamlin started the playoffs strong last year by winning in Darlington, but Joey Logano was victorious at the track too tough to tame earlier this year and absolutely dominated, leading the most laps. Eight isn't enough. Kyle Larson looking for number nine out of turn four. He exits turn number four. No traffic out of the windshield. Checkered flag in the air. Kyle Larson wins the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. Moved to the second race in the playoffs this year, Kansas Speedway has a tendency to be tougher than expected. Kyle Larson won last year when Casey was much later in the schedule. Kurt Busch went to victory lane earlier in 2022, with Larson finishing second. The 2021 Bristol playoff race was a Hendrick Motorsports showdown, as Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott led more than half the clash, with Larson nabbing the win. We were able to stay close enough to Kevin, and you know Chase was obviously upset with the contact and, and was just making making things kind of tough on him. And it, it kept me in the game and um, you're able to you know, make some moves on him there late. But let's not forget Bristol is where Kyle Busch scored his only win of 2022, albeit on the dirt. Four drivers will be eliminated after Bristol, cutting the playoff field to 12. Even if I didn't come out with the lead or the, the win or whatever, I, I wanted to 
play it smart and uh, take what I could get. But you know, I got good shoves from behind me every restart and allowed me to get clear into the lead into one every time and, and then do some blocking for a few laps. Repositioned to an earlier slot on the playoff schedule, Texas Motor Speedway kicks off the round of 12. Kyle Larson absolutely suffocated the field last year, leading 256 of 334 laps. Earlier this season, TMS hosted the All-Star Race, captured by Ryan Blaney. NASCAR has just announced it is official here at Talladega, and Bubba Wallace has been deemed the winner of the Yellowwood 500 at Talladega. The wildcard clash at Talladega Super Speedway looms in the middle of the round of 12, to the delight of most drivers. Bubba Wallace claimed his first Cup Series win last season in Alabama. While Wallace isn't in the playoff field, Dega can be a spoiler if a non-playoff driver takes the checkers. Ross Chastain won the spring Talladega race this year. Kurt Busch is in the middle lane. They're crashing behind him. Kurt Busch hard into the outside wall. Bubba Wallace into the wall, steaming to the line. Ross Chastain will win the Geico 500. With a spectacular last lap pass to score his second career victory. If it seems as if Kyle Larson won most of the races in the 2021 playoffs, he would be correct. Larson nabbed five of the ten, including the Charlotte Roval, which is the only road course in the playoffs. I, I felt like I was a good you know, road course racer um, until I would get to the races and I wouldn't be very good in the just on the long run stuff. So with Hendrick, I think you know just the setups kind of go along with me and my style, and we're able to have good long run speed. And I still feel like I'm so far away from being where I, I could be as far as road course you know, racer. And it's important to remember Larson won the last road course clash of the regular season at Watkins Glen. Another cut to the playoff field comes after the Charlotte Roval, with only eight drivers advancing. The repositioned Las Vegas Motor Speedway event kicks off the round of eight, while last year it started the round of 12. Denny Hamlin scored the Sin City win in 2021. We knew that you know this is what we're capable of, and, and really we've shown this all year long. Uh, it shows in laps led, top fives, top tens, but you know for whatever reason, whether it be bad luck or you know mistakes on our own, we, we haven't got all the the bunches of wins that we've had in the past. So. Uh, hopefully this is a start uh, of a really good run. With Alex Bowman taking the checkers in the spring of this season, his final victory of 2022. Checkered flag waving here at the start-finish line, and the Dixie Vodka 400 win belongs to William Byron. Homestead Miami Speedway returns to the playoffs after a two-year hiatus. William Byron won the last South Florida Clash in February 2021. Several drivers, including Tyler Reddick, are strong at Homestead, which was the home of the NASCAR championship race for several years. Bowman's got to run for his life. Kyle Busch trying to close the gap. He bobbles coming into turn three. He's not going to get there. Alex Bowman off for final time. Checkered flag is out. Alex Bowman will win the Xfinity 500. As the determining race for the championship four, Martinsville Speedway has delivered some of the wildest moments in the playoffs. Last year, Alex Bowman, a non-playoff driver, stole the win and stoked the drama. William Byron won the Martinsville Spring Race earlier this year. Could the penultimate playoff clash be another Hendrick Motorsports victory? The championship four will be set after Martinsville. 
Then the series heads out west to Phoenix, where NASCAR will crown a champion. And here he comes now, absent a year ago. He's back now, and now he is a Cup Series champion in 2021. Kyle Larson across the line. He will win in Phoenix, and Kyle Larson is your 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Kyle Larson was unstoppable last year at Phoenix Raceway, earning the NASCAR Cup Series championship. Over the two years that Phoenix has been the season finale, Hendrick Motorsports has claimed victory. Chase Elliott in 2020 and Larson in 21. But others are fast at Phoenix Raceway, including Chase Briscoe, who nabbed his first career victory in the spring, and Kevin Harvick, who holds the record for wins in the Valley of the Sun. It's going to be a wild ride to crown the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Let the competition begin. Coming up, we'll preview the racing weekend at Darlington and later. Amy Anderson from NASCAR Studios is here to chat about something big debuting this week. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. Outside of all the playoff implications this weekend, the drivers will still have to face Darlington, one of the toughest tracks on the circuit. Kyle Ricky is back with a preview of racing at the track too tough to tame. After an absolutely chaotic weekend at the World Center of Racing, it is now time to pump up the intensity even more for the start of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. The playoffs will start in the biggest way possible, heading to the historic Darlington Raceway for the Cookout Southern 500, one of the sport's crown jewels. A driver that will be much more in focus this weekend than he thought just a week ago is Austin Dillon. Dillon was the survivor of the battle of attrition that was the Coke Zero Sugar 400 in Daytona, and that win secured his berth into the playoffs. The Richard Childress racing driver is looking to use that momentum to turn the next 10 weeks into a championship run. And he says there's no better place to start that run than Darlington. Actually, you know, the first round in, in for history, like looking back, has been a good round for us in the three team. We've done a good job of upsetting some teams in that first round. And Darlington is a good place for me. So that's a great starting point. I think we finished second the last time I was in the playoffs in that race. I feel good at Darlington. we got to improve on what we took there earlier this year, and that's a slow, slick place. And when those long runs happen, I feel like that's some of the best driving I do is when the tires wear out. Another driver whose confidence is high heading into the playoffs is Joey Logano. The driver of the Shell Pennzoil Ford is the second seed to start the playoffs, and he's excited to get back to the track where he won his first race of the season. I feel good about it. I feel, um, I mean, really the last month, I feel really good about our performance, especially how we've been executing races. Gosh, we've been uh, really good at that the last the last month. Uh, our cars need to be faster, for sure, but and depends on the type of racetrack. But to answer your question, Darlington is probably more so in our wheelhouse than 
any other racetrack. Old wore out surfaces is, is good for, for me as a driver and Paul as a crew chief and, and the, the length and type of track that is as well kind of falls into our wheelhouse. So excited about going back to Darlington. Obviously we have a good place to work on, uh, work on after we just uh, ran there and had some success so we can kind of tweak that, that setup some and, and um, hopefully be a little stronger than we were last time. The driver who sits right behind Logano in the standings is Ross Chastain. The team Trackhouse driver has had speed all season and has two wins to show for it. While Chastain has playoff experience in other series, this will be his first taste of the pressure cooker that is the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. He explains what his mindset is heading in. I do have confidence because I've done this in trucks and Xfinity and I've kind of taken two different approaches. So I think I'm in a middle ground here. The, the best thing I've realize though is that I get to go experience it and that I don't have preconceived expectations or notions about how it's going to go how each race is going to go um, and I hope that I can keep that experience value at the top of my list throughout the race so that's kind of my problem and y'all see it right like I say it and I start the race one way and then you see throughout the race it kind of unfolds and then something might happen so I just need to walk a little tighter rope and um, 10 weeks of uh experiencing it and and i'm getting to do what i love the final driver that makes up the top four seeds entering the round of 16 is defending cup series champion kyle larson many consider darlington to be one of larson's best tracks even though he hasn't been able to close the deal there in the nascar cup series larson is confident that sunday night could be that time and he likes how the first round of tracks is set up for him in general yeah we had a really fast car earlier this year before we blew up. So the first round is uh, have, has a lot of really good tracks for us. I think, what is it, Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, maybe? So those are honestly probably three of my best racetracks. So I really like that round. Uh, hopefully we can do well in it and get some wins and get some bonus points. It'd be nice. I've always ran really well at Darlington. have not gotten a win there yet. Finished second three times in a row before we blew up this year. So we'd love to be you know, one spot better there and, and finally get that, that Darlington win that I feel like I've been close to getting. The track too tough to tame always presents a huge challenge and that was evident back in May's Goodyear 400. That race featured nine cautions and 13 drivers failed to finish that event because of crash damage or mechanical failure. This weekend, the 16 playoff drivers and 20 other hungry challengers will have 100 more miles to deal with as they look to advance in the playoffs and tame the lady in black. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, Amy Anderson will join us to discuss NASCAR's Race for a Championship and later this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. As we've been discussing, the playoffs begin this weekend at Darlington Raceway with the Cookout Southern 500 for the NASCAR Cup Series. But also beginning this week is a brand new documentary on USA called Race for the Championship. And here to talk about that is Amy Anderson, Managing Director, Head of Content Strategy at NASCAR Studios. Amy, welcome to NASCAR Live. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to talk about this show. As Andy Williams would say, it's the most wonderful time of year. Playoffs are coming, but there's more than just that content to look forward to. 
We have more content coming beginning on Thursday on USA. Can you connect the dots and let us know what is Race for the Championship? I sure can. So Race for the Championship is our docu-series following the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Um, But not only that, the full season. So we're super excited. It's 10 episodes. It premieres on Thursday on USA. Um, And really the show is there to make sure that fans get to experience the sport with a behind the scenes look. Um, You know, week in and week out, we get to see the competition and and all the things that we see in the broadcast through the radio, MRN. Um, But really, this is going to be a showcase of who these drivers are and their personalities and what's happened behind the scenes during this fantastic season that we're having. How did this come to be and when did the wheels start rolling on this project? This has been in the works for a couple of years. Um, I'm actually only a year and a half into to my NASCAR tenure. And um, when I got here, they had been working on it. Matt Summers, Tim Clark have been really, you know, leading the charge on this, getting um, people interested in NASCAR, right? So as COVID happened, as, as the season sort of the world um, has been in a swirl, um, we're super excited to get this moving this year. I think. Um, it couldn't have come at a better time with the season that we're having, the innovation that the sport is going through with the clash, um, the announcement of the Chicago race, and then we have a new car. So um, it's been in the works for, for a couple years. And I think with our partners at USA, we're super excited to partner with them um, really strategically because they're our broadcast partners. And also because, you know, fans are going to see USA, they're going to watch the race and then they're going to be able to um, follow along with this behind the scenes look at at the season, at the teams and the drivers. So um, it's been a labor of love and we're super excited to see it come to life. There are three words that race fans love and that is behind the scenes. They always like that peek behind the curtain. How willing were the individuals that are a part of this? Were they to let the cameras and the microphones behind the scenes of what we normally see on the racetrack? Yeah, it's a great question. They've been really willing. Um, It's been fun across the season to see and hear about some of the phone calls we're getting of uh, a little heads up here and there of of the things that have happened. As as you know, let's see, last week was felt like silly season times 10, right? You have Eric Amarola coming back. What the heck is Kyle Busch going to do? All of those things. So Um, We've been really, really pleased with the the access and um, the openness that the drivers and the teams have had to really letting the cameras come in and capture that, um, that, like you said, behind the scenes look that our fans love. Well, I've seen the clips and I've seen some of the advanced work. It is going to be a very, it's going to be awesome. And we're going places where we haven't been before as far as cameras and microphones are concerned. All the way from the Clash of the Coliseum, all the way the championship weekend at phoenix and i know i can't wait there's a lot of people that can't wait and i'm sure that the fans can't wait to see it as well thursday night 10 p.m eastern race for the championship on usa a 10-part series of course put out by their great friends at nascar studios appreciate you joining us and uh, i can't wait to see what all you have in store for everybody thank you that's amy anderson managing director head of content strategy at nascar studios more coming up on nascar live This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
We're about to head for the exits for this week's NASCAR Live. But before we do, it is time for This Week in NASCAR History. Here again is Susie Armstrong. Thank you, sir. 1986, English pop trio Banana Rama hit the top of the charts with the cover tune Venus. Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, and Corey Feldman skip town to see a dead body in the coming of age classic Stand By Me. And Tim Richmond had the Folgers Coffee Chevrolet percolating at the track too tough to tame, driving to victory in the Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. In the Folgers machine, down the back straightaway, another banking in turn three. He's climbed from 10th to 3rd in the Winston Cup standings. He's about to notch yet another one in his gun belt. Here comes Richmond off turn number four. Checkered flag will be waving. Bodine takes the white flag. Richmond gets the checker, and Tim Richmond wins the Southern 500. nineteen ninety seven the notorious big puff daddy and mace raked in the cash with the mega hit mo money mo problems the world mourns over the news that diana princess of wales had died in a paris car crash movie buffs saw their favorite titles appear in the mailbox as netflix launched in scotts valley california and jeff gordon was signed sealed and delivered at the lady in black scoring the win in darlington's mountain dew southern 500 Jeff Gordon down to the inside, heading for one million dollars off turn four. Gordon slides wide in the corner. Here's Burton going to make one final run off the corner. Burton looks down to the inside. He'll not be able to do it. Jeff Gordon holds off a last lap charge by Jeff Burton and wins the Mountain Dew Southern 500. And Jeff Gordon wins the Winston Million. Two thousand three, Nelly, P. Diddy, and Murphy Lee hopped to the top of the Billboard Hot 100 with the collaboration single "Shake Your Tail Feather." U.S. tennis star Andy Roddick was one and done, nabbing his only career Grand Slam at the U.S. Open. And Terry Labonte aced the field in South Carolina, driving the Hendrick Motorsport Chevy to the checkers at Darlington. Grandstands waving their caps and waving their arms as Terry Labonte hurdles off the end of the back straightaway, not being challenged by anyone, not closing in on the bar- on any lap traffic. Terry Labonte comes off turn four. Terry Labonte's going to win again at Darlington. A winless streak dating back 156 races ends today as Terry Labonte wins at Darlington in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Also, we'd like to thank Amy Anderson of NASCAR Studios for stopping by and visiting with us this week. 
For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us as well. It's going to be a busy week here on MRN. Got NASCAR Live wide open coming at you on Thursday. We've also got a jam-packed weekend of racing coming from Darlington this weekend as well. We hope you'll be a part of it right here. Until we speak again next week, right here on NASCAR Live, have a great weekend. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast, and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Wesselman, Julian Council, and Trey Downing. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Grassroots Racing is full throttle every week on Flow Racing, where you can stream over 1,300 events live and on demand and access exclusive coverage. Subscribe to Flow today to see NASCAR legends, past, present, and future, go head-to-head with hometown heroes at tracks like Bowman Gray, Meridian, South Boston, and more. Find your next favorite driver by going to flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.